Hey, one quick thing before we get started. I just want to remind you that this podcast is for information, education, and entertainment. It is not a substitute for therapy or therapeutic intervention. If you find yourself in crisis, please visit your local emergency room or contact a crisis hotline. Hey everyone, it's LaShonda from Labors of Love, and you're listening to the Labors of Love podcast. So I've been trying to have this conversation for a while now, and I'm pretty excited to uh, introduce y'all to my guest. I want to introduce you to Jaquise Purifoy. She is a girl from the east side of Detroit. (laughs) What up, Jaquise? What up, doe? Thanks for having me. How you feeling? I am feeling great. Thank you for, you know, spending your time with us. So I'm going to start with you like I do all my guests and ask, what is your labor of love? Service to others. That's it. My labor of love. When I'm serving others, I'm completely just better. Um, that's it. That's the answer. Service. Okay. So yeah. let's let's start that conversation with where is that rooted for you? When did you know that was your labor of love or how did you come to find that you were better when you were in service to others? I think just the way I feel when I'm serving others, my mother, Vivian, her uh, rest her soul, which is always a giving person. You know, she was the mom on the block who if you needed a meal, you can, you know, always come to our house. If you needed money for the bus, you can always, you know, just kind of lean and glean from her. So I, I feel like I was raised that way as my foundation. And I didn't know it, but she was planting those seeds, just watching her in action. And then I found that as I was growing and becoming, you know, figuring out who I was, even when I was down, I just found that, hey, you know what, if I'm helping somebody else, it just made me better. And, and just to see the joy that people have to receive help and love um, without any expectation from me getting something back from them is is very rewarding. So, you know, you asked me, when did I know? You know, I just, I, I can't tell you a time that I, that it wasn't part of my life. I just feel like this is, is who I've always been. And I'm 40. Mm. I appreciate that. So on one hand, I want to just validate, let's say through personal experience, when we are in service to others, we do feel better. But I want to let people know that like legitimately, when we do things for other people, we get double dopamine. So dopamine is the reward chemical that gets released anytime we do something that aids our own survival or aids the survival of the species. So you eat you get dopamine because the body like, hey, I want you to keep doing that. Drink water. Y'all couldn't see it. She just took some water. She just drank some water. She got some dopamine because it's like, hey, anytime the body wants to be like, do more of that. We get dopamine with sex. We get dopamine with close connected relationships. So like dopamine is the thing that makes us say, I want more of that. We get it when we eat chocolate, right? So when we do something to help someone else, the brain rewards us with double dopamine because that's how our how our species survives. So when people say, I just feel better, like 
yeah, you're not making it up. You legit are being double rewarded because not only are we doing things to help ourselves survive, but we're helping the species survive. And I can so much appreciate that that was like your foundation. You can't identify when that became important to you because you had an example in a, in a mother who just kind of wove that into the fabric of how you saw yourself. So I think that's super dope. How does, yeah. How does service to others show up in your life today? What you out here doing to help other people? That's incredible. You know, first of all, I just feel blessed and thankful. I didn't know I was on this dopamine high. Yes. It's, it's interesting though. I literally, <laughs> while dating, I've been told that I'm too nice and too kind. And literally I've recently stopped talking to someone who asked me if I was on drugs on drugs because I was too kind <laughs> blew my mind. So I don't know if dopamine has a dopamine high and I'm out here acting like I'm on drugs, but I just want the, the podcast listeners to know <laughs> if you know me, or you see me, I am not on drugs. I don't do any even recreational drugs. So that's very interesting that how I'm coming off to the world and my kindness, literally people are saying that I'm high. Well, for that, before we go forward, like, yes. And what's interesting is that it does have some euphoric um, characteristics. It's also interesting though, if you are around people who have a dopamine deficit, <laughs> so you are walking around living a life of service which means you are constantly being rewarded yes. for this then you have people who because of their trauma because of their relationships because of their families they have such a deficit that the gap between where you live your life and where they live their life it can seem so far apart that the only thing they can come up with is like dude you high? like is you is you on drug what's going on because their lived experience can't even give them uh like a reasonable explanation as to why someone would give without expecting to get something back um anticipate needs and say hey do you need help and in some ways it really is just a result of people who have lived life and they like i i have no frame of reference you were raised by a frame of reference that a whole community could rely on and some people like dude i don't know what's going on out here well don't send me an invoice because you're taking me to church <laughs> right now and I am, I'm blown away. I'm blown away by this response because I haven't known what to do with being accused of being a drug addict because I'm kind and that deficit, that's, that's powerful and that's uh, profound. Uh, but to answer your question, what am I doing now? Every day I'm serving um, and, and just small things like on social media and sharing businesses. I absolutely love supporting black owned businesses. Um, I have a hashtag pure for eat play Detroit. I am D E T B L K attorney, Detroit black attorney on social media. And I spend my time promoting, sharing, going to frequenting, highlighting small businesses. That's one way that I just feel like I'm going to do my part. I spend my black dollars with black business. And that's part of the reason I kind of have been reaching out. I'll be honest to you, like I will extend an invitation to somebody and there is no pressure 
to come on this podcast like none I want it to be organic but I'm gonna let you know that I don't nudge many people like I give the I give the invitation (laughs) and I take it as like what it is but I nudge Jacquees a few times and that's part of the reason why not because it's like you got to do this now I needed her to understand that I value her as a person y'all y'all who've been listening rocking with me what we are I don't know episode 130 something not including special like we've been around you know that uh there are quality human beings who come on this platform so in disclosure I want to reveal a little bit of like our history though non-history right so what's crazy is uh Jacquees and I both we're at the University of Michigan from the years 2000, 2004, probably go sat blue. in the same, go blue, same auditorium, graduating at the same time. We did not know each other. No. Then. No. We have a mutual friend whom I haven't talked to in a while, but that's my boy. Let me tell y'all about Jarvis <laughs> Edmonds Williams, right? Like that's my boy. And so yeah. that's your best friend. Yeah, we're very we were we definitely were connected during our college years. And so through social media, like I I began to follow you, you know, because of that connection that you have with Jarvis. And it's like, man, we I feel like we would have been so cool. <laughs> like, like we, we would have been homies. We you know, it's a big place. We over yeah. like, you know, I stayed in Markley during the summers, but I was in I cousin. You know, and so I'm like, man, we literally, and Jarvis was an RA at Markley. So I spent a lot of time in Markley just hanging with him. So even though we were in the same geographical location at the same time frame, we did not overlap with each other. But no. what became evident to me as I followed you on social media is everything that you just said. Like, I feel like you take the everyday moments and you make them meaningful. Oh, thank you. How you, yeah, how you use your money, how you use your voice, how you spend your time. Those are ways that I think so many people overlook uh, essence. It's how they overlook purpose. That so many of us can sit down and go like, man, I really need to know what my divine purpose is. And I, <laughs> and we're looking for this really big, what's the big thing that I'm going to do to contribute when I think some of us need to pause and realize the power we have in our everyday moments, interactions, how we spend our time, energy, effort, money. And yeah. that what is what continuously drew me to you as a person. I'm like, I want someone who's living this thing. Because yeah. what what only made you made present when you talked about your social media is homegirl is a lawyer. okay so it's not just like she like out here like yeah you know but for somebody who then went through you know how many black women lawyers y'all know like went through the paces is a lawyer and still feels that her greatest contribution is how she spends her time effort energy and money that is powerful to me so yeah just talk about it a little bit how did you come to go like this this is how I want to live out my daily I don't know what you mean. This is how I live on my daily. You see me posting me at a restaurant. I got to eat. You see me posting at 313, the clothing store. I got to wear clothes. I'm not a fan of clothes, honestly. I wish I didn't have to wear clothes. Uh, But I've been going to the gym so I can become more bucky naked, maybe, you know, in my (laughs) endeavors. But um, I'm not posting usually anything outlandish 
or okay i do different stuff that's true let me not undersell myself i suppose but i find like the things that i do are all things that are attainable can be obtainable by every day and that's why i said when i'm just a girl from the east side of detroit and yet i so happen to be an attorney i so happen to be an attorney i so happen to be a u of m grad i had to go to school somewhere because to be able to serve i had to get those what i call tools in my toolbox um but i'm no different from i'm no different <laughs> that's a lie i'm different from many people I'm different. I'm glad you corrected um, yourself. That that made feel, my job easier in that but, moment. But, but I, that I said, I'm glad you corrected yourself. That made my job easier, <laughs> you know, in this I'm, moment. I'm, I'm, I'm different because my mom also celebrated differences. I can just be me. And that's what you see. I mean, you look at my profile right now. You go on my Facebook. It's just Jacquees Purepoy, my name. You will see me eating at restaurants. You'll see me tagging the owners of the restaurant. And we all eat. So if you start eating at places that can support and uplift the community, then you too can also make a difference. I don't choose to go to necessarily Applebee's. Or if I do, I'm not checking in or Chili's or whatever. I don't choose to eat at chain restaurants if I can help it. I choose to eat at small businesses because those are my friends those are the people who work in there those dollars are also employing people who look like me so that's important to me um of of how i live uh, so i guess it's like what are my ordinary things going to be eat drink and sleep and anytime i can do those things and i can do it with black people who own it i do i appreciate that i want to go back to something that you said that i feel it's extremely impactful because um, you said one, your mother celebrated differences. Yeah. Well, she allowed me, she allowed me to be different. She allowed you to be different. And, and I, I don't think you're taking that for granted. You're naming it, but I just want to highlight. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So as a person who feels closer to full authenticity than I ever have in this moment. I want to name that I'm 41 and okay. it has been one hell of a journey to get here. And I I am coming to have a real level of curiosity, compassion, and grace for my parents who did not intentionally tell me or not celebrate my differences. But I, I want to highlight that they... They wanted the best for me that they knew existed. And what they knew existed was an extremely capitalistic world that said, how do you, how do you succeed in this world? You speak the King's English, you get his education, you know, you do these different things. And so I don't begrudge them anymore for that. I was about to say, you sure? Okay, anymore. Yeah, Yeah, anymore for that. (laughs) But now I am endeavoring to, with my children, for example, you know, I, I feel like to a degree, there are a lot of generations that do better for their children that was done to them based on access, resources, ind- interdependence and all that stuff. And so I endeavor to celebrate the differences of my children for them to just be who they are. But sure. I didn't want to, for that to be taken for granted 
And then just this idea of like, I'm just being me. So it it seems simplistic to you, but very profound, I think to me and probably a lot of my listeners that it's like, dang, you're right. Like I do got to eat. I I, I, I do got to wear clothes. I, 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 I do like entertainment do we do we make it that basic to go like here's here are my needs and then realize how powerful our choice of where we do those things at like that's that's empowerment versus convenience because it probably might be oh girl yeah i you're so cute (laughs) thank you i try to be cute i'll be getting my facials you know what i'm saying she's just like really and i'm like yeah but i think that's why it's so dope to have these conversations because some of us take for granted what we embody. And throughout my life, there are certain things that I've taken for granted until people in my life, like nah, chief, like everybody, that ain't it. Right. One is just, I, I talk the way I talk, Yeah, which people have said is very profound I don't be trying to be deep. <laughs> I promise. Hey, that gap, that 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 gap you dropped, the dopamine gap. I don't know if that's a coinage. If you coin that, but the dopamine gap, you made me want to say. I feel like I was, we was having a, a counseling session. <laughs> so because I'm literally over here questioning, how can a smother scratcher end our <laughs> dating life because I'm too nice? And you are sitting here basically saying, I'm a dopamine addict. And then some people out here are dopamine deficient. And they looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Mind blowing. And I'm learning not to take that for granted. That I talk in sound bites, I'll drop a thing that have people like, hold on, time, time out, hold on. And I, I'm ready to just keep talking, right? And so I love when people can really see themselves reflected so they can go, oh, this is part of my uh-huh. essence. Oh. Realize it was the thing. Like It's oh. a big O. It's a big O for me. Because it's like, I'm dope, I'm 40. I should be able to date and be, you know, and this whole little, and it's not the first time I've heard it. I'm too nice or too kind to, to people. It's like, don't you want a good, kind person? People don't. And they don't. And, and 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 here's a little bit more about why. Because when we are born, half of our brain is developed. The other half of our brain doesn't develop until after we're born. It doesn't stop developing until we're about 25 years old. But our prefrontal cortex, the part that makes, you know, that's logical and linear, that starts to develop after we're born. But the the part of our brain that lets us know what's safe, what's not safe that's that that's together when we're born and so some people our brains are developed also around the environment that we're in if you grow up in an environment and people are just not nice they are just not kind there's no frame of reference for it and the unknown is scary so people who are borderline abusive people who are unkind people who are all of these things that becomes the norm so when you experience something different it's like time out i don't i don't have a repertoire of responses to deal with whatever this thing is. And we as humans have a tendency to either pathologize or shun the thing that we don't understand instead of trying to get to know it. And so what starts to happen, because y'all know I work in relationships all the time, relationships come and part of it is 
and 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 for those dating because I know you're not the only person who's experienced this because I know by far that there's no thing that anyone has experienced that nobody else has you find yourself somebody listening like oh my god I thought I was the only one the challenge is people who don't know they deserve kindness people who don't understand that they deserve love that that's a hard relationship because what 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 is this thing and they're trying to make sense of it now look uh, every situation is different but I'm also saying sometimes we can be and this can be friendships this can be a job relationship we put ourselves in situations sometimes where we spend so much of our energy and effort trying to convince somebody that they deserve our love they deserve our kindness they deserve our attention and then they still shun us or walk away so we have these repeated experience feeling like well what's wrong with me i want to say there's nothing wrong with you oh no baby i ain't trying to convince nobody of nothing well, I, I know. I, that oh. was for the listener i know oh, i sorry sorry listener because <laughs> i because i know i bring value it's value added and when yes. i as soon as i get a glimmer or a glimpse that you don't realize that i'm adding value to your life and you don't want any of it because you got a trauma-filled life or past, sayonara, I bid you adieu, have a good life. And I'm out. Because you're not going to mistreat me. But anyway, let's move right along from that. Because <laughs> that's, it's just wild. So you gave me an understanding, which can help me. But you know, it's going to help me move faster. Because I do, because until I realize, like, oh my God, you have a trauma-filled life or background, it's, I am just being me and they looking at me like I'm crazy. Now I think I'll be able to move faster. Like, oh, you have a dopamine deficiency and we just don't align. And that's okay. You have a good life. Goodbye. Next. What has you shown up authentically in the way you describe in romantic relationships? How has that impacted how you show up in friendships and even job relationships? How are other, How have other relationships worked out for you have you felt more aligned in different kind of relationships or do you feel across the board that this is something you encounter I think it's something I encounter all across the board you think about work relationships because I all the work I've done or do I've always just loved and, and, and have a passion for it and many people show up for work just for a check I've never been a type of worker to show up for a check and another I have to thank my mother for that because we grew up high middle class so money I've never been or working for the sake of money money again is a tool that we need because I like to, you got to buy stuff, got to eat, da, 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 da. But I had all my needs met and I grew up having money. So I'm not a slave to it. So that's a different thing. When you're in the office working with somebody who's a coworker, they only there to collect a check. They got a different temperament. They don't care about the work. And you question why they was even hired. And I will tell a coworker that because I'm also not afraid to get fired because I have value. Um, and I'm not going to get fired, but I am very blunt. I'm very passionate about the work that I do. And if your laziness or your ineptitude, ineptitudeness, if that's a word, or being inept um, impacts me, then that's where the problem lies. If you come to work and you just fly under the radar and you don't do your job, that's that's okay for you. But if you doing that begins to impact me, then I'm going to have something to say. And people don't really want to be told that you're doing a bare minimum or this is lackluster, or you could be doing more. And I don't want to come to work at a four, as a 40-year-old telling you about your job. I'm not your mama. I'm not one of those coworkers who are all in your business. You could be on Facebook all day working alongside me. I don't care. 
as long as that don't impact my me and what I got to do for for our work because I don't work for the sake of work. I work really because it is is projects and things that I'm passionate about. What kind of law have you practiced? Do you practice? Yeah, um, business concentration has been my practice of law. So I took the bar in 2010, um, well, 13 years now. But I'm not currently or actively practicing law right now. I've taken a sabbatical. Um, I've just been traveling. I, 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 I did pretty well leading up into the pandemic. And I just took my savings and just kind of was going all around the world. Um figuring out what I'm going to be or who I'm going to be when I grow up. But business, small business, helping companies start, grow, and build is my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about traveling a little bit because I love <laughs> to travel. And okay. I know you love to travel. Yes. And like, I I can, yeah, I know the impact that traveling has had on me. Going to a place that's different than where you're from seeing a culture function differently than you function and having a genuine curiosity and in in a lot of ways admiration for how different because we maybe this is universal I don't know but I will speak to us as Americans we get fed the we are the bar we are the this like so we grow up if we don't travel having only this one perspective, our history books, which we, yeah, we know, right? (laughs) So there is, there is this perception that we can get, but travel has really expanded my perspective of humanity as a whole. And I really appreciate that because my work is humanity. Like that, that is the work that I do. What's the impact that travel has had on you? Uh, Humility. Humility. Uh, My mother was a first African-American woman-owned commercial driver's license business in the state of Michigan. And she earned well, high earner. And that yielded me the opportunity to have access to some of the best things, you know, where we lived, the cars we drove, the material things, and also travel. Um, and when you are a young person, you know, my picture, <laughs> my U of M student ID, I was in a Kooji sweater. So you 16 years old, 17 years old, I graduated from high school at 17 with a $300, $400 sweater on. Um, that's just the top, you know, we can go all the way down to the Gators. If, you know, if you're not from Detroit, you know, but even if you ain't from Detroit, you know, the Biggie song, Stink Pink Gators. Mm-hmm. My mother just afford. We had a lifestyle of abundance, and if your everyday clothes is three hundred dollars sweaters, you can act a little different. Now, I don't believe that I was stuck up or snooty, or you know, a mean girl or any of those kind of things. But I do think you have a certain level of air if you're not familiar with a life different than that. You know, so to be simple as just say, it was simple, um, or, you know, even having, a, uh, I had a cell phone and a pager in high school. So you think about people who didn't have cell phones, all right, 16, 17 year olds who didn't have cell phones or pagers, they wasn't in $300 Kooji sweater or Gators or Gucci's. And it's like, well, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why you don't have that? 
<clears throat> when you travel and you go to other communities and you realize how wasteful we are, I don't need a $300 sweater. I, I definitely didn't need one at 16 or 17. I, you know, I barely had a job. I did have a job. I worked, but it's just like, why? Why do you have a fur? Why do you need a mink? I'm in a brand new vehicle. I drove an expedition. I also had a motorcycle at 16. When you go to other countries, these people don't have shoes. They ain't got running water. Um, and they still got diseases like cholera and, and it's, that's impacting the water. And, and and when they see you as an American there, and these kids got all these kind of different talents, they singing, they dancing, they doing whatever they can to try to get your attention to earn a living, essentially, it humbles you <clears throat> for you to one, see what, what you have, two, that you don't really need those things, um, and three, how can you use that money for for good and for better? When I travel now, part of my budget, I actually take money cash, cold cash with me to give to the kids. Yeah. I'll rather spend that with them doing that than on the thing. I don't think you could pay me to wear a $300 sweater today. Um. or buy any Gucci's. I love KNG. Some of my best shoes, I think I paid 30, 40 bucks for. Um, I just don't need it. I just simply don't feel validated by having on a $2,000 outfit. There's so much more I can do with that money. And impacting the lives of others is one of, one of the things I do with it. Yeah powerful i appreciate that i i too take cash like that that is part of the budget and and even you know i'll admit that you know there there is a desire to be in the community and sometimes there's a desire to sit my butt on a resort and not move <laughs> and soak up the sun and get in that ocean but even in those experiences at least two times a week they're gonna have local artists local uh, creators come in with their stuff and vend and it it I I really love being able to buy from the local people the things that they're creating themselves and things like that so even in that I think for people just to have an opportunity to expand their perspective like okay I want to travel you know all these things having an understanding that travel can be both self-fulfilling rest relaxation seeing the world but it can also be a lot of the places people have a tendency to travel are high tourist environments they make their money their livelihoods from tourists coming in so how do we go into places and not just say how do i extract from your resources even if the resource is being closer to the sun or the white sand beaches and the water <laughs> but how do we contribute to these places knowing that there are actual people who make this possible and yeah. so i appreciate that well let me tell you how and i don't know if that was rhetorical but i got an answer Diana stevens she is a travel guide. She owns a transportation company in Jamaica in the grill. One thing I did, or one thing I did, and one thing I do when I travel is I always hire a local driver. Now, people might say again, oh, that's Jack Puis on some bougie-ness, but it's more affordable. I think about when I went to Trinidad and Tobago, we hired Roger. I think it was 
I don't even think it was $175 for a day, a whole day for him to drive us around down here in Jamaica doing an excursion. I said, we want to do the local stuff. We went to the jungle. We went to the nightclub that the locals go to. They took us to a house party, a freaking house party. That's dope. So we, we, again, I don't care where I'm at. I'm like, where are the black people? Who are the entrepreneurs here? How can I support them? And not only did I go and do that and I infused cash into their ecosystem, I took five of my closest friends who also did it and I post and I talk about it. So now other people, when they go to Jamaica, are supporting her. Every time I do something, I want to have an impact. And not only when I do it, I want to have an influence too to get other people to do it. So traveling, no matter where I'm at, and like you said, being on the beach, we could be on the white sands. We still got our cell phones. We got our laptops. We could still be doing that. It don't stop. It don't stop for me. I don't care where I'm at. Well, I think the thread that I want to pull through that feels from the from the moment we started talking until now is intentionality. Yes. Like that that is the word that 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 comes to mind when I think about everything that you're talking about. It's intentionality. And so many of us don't live intentional lives. Let's be real. We we float on time. We just kind of what comes our way. Oh, we'll see. And and I, you know, I will put myself into that category for so long. Things weren't very intentional. I also want to be clear that when you are living in survival, that that that's a thing. And what I really appreciate in hearing you talk is we grew up different. Really? You know, we came from Detroit. Same thing. I almost went to Dominican. Right. The the, the interesting thing about it is how it how it came. I remember looking at different schools. Right. I went to a K through eighth grade Catholic school. My parents didn't want me to go to public school. I knew I was going to go to a private school. And we we looked at Dominican. It was me and my homegirl Chantel. And I remember they had a step team. And all of a sudden, the step team step, we were like, we want to go to Dominican. Her mom was like, you can't pick a school just because they have a step team. And we like, (laughs) but but why not? But it was on my list, right? But even though we grew up in like, we both came from Detroit. No, I was the person we could not afford the Kooji sweaters, even though Biggie is rapping about it. And there were certain people in my school who had it. Like, just not possible like no yep nope 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 I got it gators yeah uh no like you know my daddy has some Stacey Adams that he you know that was the thing but like you know lime green purple you name it but Shonda wasn't getting no gators I managed to eke me out some Rockport boots you better get the force listen and and this is why we just literally we don't have to talk more often because here's the challenge with me being partnered and married to somebody not from the D. Sometimes I just need to go back down memory lane and he'd be yeah. like, y'all was rocking rock ports. And I'm like, yeah. oh me, you don't yeah. know. He don't know about jitting. I had to just go down. I know she made oh. the face. I had to just play the song. He he over on the other side of the studio laughing. Like I'm I'm I I try to get in my moments and he don't yeah. be with me. He don't even where are you from? He, he he grew up in Dayton. Oh Ohio. Oh, you okay. know, and you know, or at this time frame, like he's Cincinnati. Not a, he's not a bu- he's not a Buckeye, is he? No. Okay. No, we hey, okay. Good. We're married. Okay. I, mean, I had to make you know, sure. I, I, I had yeah, to make thank sure. Thank you for checking in. Yeah. <laughs> but the okay. reality is, like, we grew up different, 
So I can, I know the experience of survival and survival. I want to be clear is it's, I knew we was going to always eat. It wasn't that, but social survival was a thing. So I did go to school with some people who could afford or whether or not they could actually afford was none of my business. I I grew up with people who wore the things who had, you know, and I can start naming all the things that was that was popular when we were in 11th and 12th grade. And me looking at that going, that's not attainable. So what are the other compensations that I'm going to make to make sure I don't feel so alone and isolated? Because differences weren't celebrated for me. Mm-hmm. Shonda, just be you was not, that's a mantra I can give my internal littles now, but it right. is not one that I grew up with. So I love that as people have heard me talk very openly about my life experiences, I love that they can hear your perspective too, because What happens when we can give those narratives to our inner children? What happens when we can give them to the young people we have access to, whether they're our own children, nieces, nephews, neighborhood kids, cousins, students, whatever, that we can actually kind of say, it's okay to just be you. Yeah, for sure. And when we're not focused so much on how do I survive this social situation? How, where am I going to eat? Or intentionality is a gift that arises when we know that some of those things are met it sounds so foreign what you're saying to me it sounds so foreign and i i find it hard to believe that people are living without intentionality because i just don't know how you arrive and where are you arriving if you don't have any intentionality where are you going that literally my stomach you made my side a sharp pain in my left side i don't i wouldn't know what to do with that you arrive where you are and then you figure out how to survive where you at. Wow, that don't sound fun. And it's not. Survival is not a fun place. Man, so then we have the opportunity to ask ourselves, okay, maybe there are some things going on, but where, what areas of my life can I be more intentional? Yeah. Where can I insert intentionality? Even if it's something as basic as I got to eat, where am I going to choose to do that? Yeah. I challenge I, I challenge your listeners, yourself, um, to think about that with everything you do. Literally, everything you do, ask yourself, does a black person do this? Is it a black business that, that do this? And then find out, and then just use your money, use your money with them. I mean, that's that's essentially what I do. I'm hungry. Hmm. I would like some, let's see, oxtails. Great. Who makes some good oxtails? Hmm. Savannah Blue, Black Home, Restaurant Detroit. I'm going to go to Savannah Blue for dinner. I need a new car. Oh, hmm. I like Ford. Who I know my network sells cars? Gay Peterson, Bob Maxie. Literally, that's what I do. And the reality is, no matter what identities you hold, because I know I have a diverse listenership, what community, what identity do you want to feed into? If you are Asian American or AAPI and you're like, hey, you can ask yourself that same question. Who in my community does this thing? What do I want to support? But then you can also say, what is not (laughs) mainstream, right? What, where are the other, how do we grow our capacity for community and diversity? Because I will tell you one thing, diversity is intentional. You don't stumble into diversity it has to be intentional the beautiful thing is 
in addition to Google, you got people like Jacquees around who all you got to do is ask. I have been able to support so many Black-owned businesses by simply doing a basic Facebook post. I need a Black blah. (laughs) And then next thing I know, people come through. You know, they got the, they got the, this, yep, try this person. They start tagging people. Where that's beneficial is maybe I can only utilize one of them, right? It's not a restaurant. It's, that's how I found my interior designer who became a close friend. But now when other people are needing things, I can go back because I will snapshot, uh, screenshot the list that people give me. Now I have a reference point. This gets asked about therapists all the time. People come. How do I, how do I find a black therapist? And so where people are, I get tagged in things all the time. And so there are some people on there I don't know. So I right. screenshot that. So I'm continuing to grow my list of references and resources. So intentionality, there is intentionality to be intentional. And some of us yeah. got to start there. Start there. Start there. And uh, don't be afraid to ask. I, I said I'm going to work on the app, the Pure for Experience, that can have different sections of where to dine, where to eat. Who sh- People ask me who my gynecologist is. I'm willing to share everything. One thing I don't share necessarily is my watchmaker. I really love my watches, custom watches. But other than that, I mean, I'm wearing Fenty Draw. Shout out to Rihanna. Uh, Fenty Swimwear. Necessarily, you know, like, so I'm willing to tell and share everything that I'm doing but that one piece I got to keep that one piece to myself because that's part of my authenticity when I walk in the room I don't want nobody having on the same wrist wear as me but we could we can have on the same outfit I guess my bow tie probably be different too (laughs) I get that (laughs) I love that and you know again just for me circling back where you have infused a lot of um maybe hope is the word inspiration maybe is that I can express how I grew up and how different that was from you and the differences Mm -hmm. that now interestingly we ended up at some of the same places we ended up at you you know what I mean and so but what I'm realizing is being able to charge my worth and do that provides my children with the ability to do the things that you describe without having to worry about how much it's going to cost. It's not necessarily buying them expensive clothes, but it's about when they want an experience, we can provide them with an experience and they don't have to go, I want to do this, but I'm afraid to ask because it costs, but I can also celebrate their individuality while helping them learn what services I can do those things for my kids. So you know, my hope is that they grow up and be like, oh, you blow my mind. What does it mean to be unintentional? Like, I want that to be a foreign experience for my kids. I want my kids to go, I only know how to be me because that's all I've been my whole life. And that was that was encouraged and celebrated and supported. And I want to give hope to those of us who didn't grow up that way and right. know that that's not that's not the the death sentence. No, of how no. we have to live out the rest of our lives or how we have how we can help other people it's never too late yeah. is my point yeah just choose just choose to be intentional with what you're doing and and then start small if you feel like it's a big undertaking absolutely so what would a start small possibly be from your perspective you got to go to lunch who serves who black owns spot 
or lesbian or whatever your identity is spot Mm-hmm. Start start with the things you know, low hanging f- fruit, and that's it. That's an easy Googleable black owned businesses in my na- neighborhood, black owned businesses in Detroit or whatever city, the Columbus or Dayton, wherever city people live. That's a low 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 hanging fruit. <laughs> Absolutely, and we can do that. Whatever you need a lawyer, you know, you need a lawyer. You want to start a new company, start a new business, black owned associate, you know, a, a bar association in my neighborhood or city. So um, the internet is powerful. And like you said, if you're not Googling it, put it on, put it on, uh, uh, on Facebook. I wanted to, I wanted to expand my intentionality with my Airbnb experiences. So I do staycations when I can't vacation, I stay here. I said, well, let me see what, who, which one of my friends out here popping a collar with that good credit and they doing Airbnb. It's friends that had Airbnbs that I didn't even know. Riverfront properties. So I made a Facebook post. Who out here got an Airbnb? All these people came through with listings. And I was able to have some stay in some bomb spots. And it's nothing like supporting your friends. And you know what? People who be watching. <laughs> I see on Facebook. And I end up blocking people like this because I don't like it. I you know, I got this, I do. I, oh, I'm I'll, I'll block it. I'm blocking you without any warning. You got bad energy. No one supports my business. But I, da, 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 my family don't support my business. And it's like, well, you sell shapewear or whatever. I'm not into that. Like, how can I support this thing that you're doing that, is, that, that don't vibe or don't connect with me? Find your vibe and your tribe. And it may not be your immediate family member, but to the family member who got shapewear or different things, like say for something I don't necessarily, I subscribe to, I could share it. I could share it in my stories. You know, say, hey, this person's a good person. I personally haven't worn the shapewear, but this is a business that they, they that they that they have. So I can share in these stories. But um, yeah, the Facebook has been powerful, social media has been powerful to legit be able to do most things, either LGBT or black. I can I can be able to spend my money doing it with with one of those groups. Or women, women. Everything that I am. That's um, what you support. Yeah, because I maybe it's not a black of dentist, but it could be a gay dentist. Or maybe it's not a gay or black dentist, but maybe it's a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it it is mobilizing the power of our social circles. And a lot of times that's through social media. So when we think about being intentional, we can think about, well, what am I posting? Can I share this all the time? You know, I I think there are supposed to be things on um, Facebook and Instagram that tell you when someone shares, but I don't always get that. I will tell you what brings me so much joy is sometimes when I'm scrolling through social media and I see my stuff on somebody else's and I'll be like, oh, cute. you know, and I'm always like, thank you for sharing. Right. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. What yeah. I will tell you is if you follow Jacquees on social media, you know, <laughs> the average person is going to have about I would say three to five little little stories. <laughs> when I hit Jacquees, I'll be like, all right, I'm about to sit through these 20. 
Here we go. What, what, yeah. what, what she got going on? Because yeah. it is a constant sharing of information. And that has been very powerful because I have come across so many things that I didn't know existed. You know, I'm not in Detroit anymore, <laughs> but I love to know what's going on back home. So many things. And then I still got people there. So I'm like, hey, do you know about this? Do you know about this? And so I love going through because I know that I'm going to get some things that she's sharing that's going to open up my perspective. Or sometimes she might share like, you know, the equivalent of what my self-care Sundays are. And I'd be looking like, oh, that's dope. Who is that? Let me go follow this person. So I've been able to just expand who I'm connected with through social media because someone is sharing. It takes just a couple of seconds. It don't cost no money. It just takes intentionality, a little bit of effort, a little bit of energy. And next thing you know, people, their reach it's going so far beyond just their their intimate circles and their outer circle or that next circle because you're connected with people that don't know these people. So I love and appreciate that. But I also feel like while I do believe she could teach a masterclass on it, she's <laughs> just doing it because it's part of her essence, how she shows up in the world. Like this is this is how she's living her life every day. And I appreciate yeah. being able to bring you on to to help people understand that sometimes everything comes with a well, what's my business plan? Like, no, sometimes it's just live. Yeah, just live. And you know, I've been told that I'm an overshare or I share too much. And my thing to that is that I don't care because you don't have to look at my stories. You can choose to sc keep scrolling yeah i'm definitely got 20 25 <laughs> stories at a time but i feel like all of those things as stuff that makes you laugh i share webster's word of the day so i want to i want to make you laugh i want to teach you something i want to educate you about something um and then i'll just share you know i share my food i sh i share base my fried lobster tail over the weekend was impeccable. It looks so good. I oh, see you saw it. I did. See, shout out to the good vibes. That's Portia Powell. Shout out to good vibes in Detroit off Harper 94. She ain't paid me to do this. Homegirl just fried the absolute shit out of that lobster tail. And it was worthy of a post to me. I love it. I I got some places I need to come back and eat when I do come back home because sure. people like you are are sharing things. So <laughs> I want to ask, is there anything I didn't ask you? Is there any conversation we didn't talk about that you feel that you want to speak on or any parting words you want to leave for the listeners today? Dream bigger. I'm going to run for office. Uh, Congresswoman Stabenow's seat is open. I've officially filed the paperwork to do so. Yes. <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to pull this off. But everything that I've ever tried to do, I've been successful at. And this is not going to be any different. And I think word on the street is that Hill Harper is probably running. And I'm curious if he's going to run in Michigan because, you know, he got a house here. He's also a mm -hmm. Harvard-trained lawyer, and he has significantly more money than me. Um, but I like being the underdog. Uh, this is going to be probably one of the largest undertakings that I've ever even dreamed of doing, but I want to run for office. I feel it's important that people who look just like you and I, people who are ordinary people in a sense of civilian-ness um, should run 
you know, it's easy to to run for office when you got millions in the in the bank. Easier. Um, so this is going to be a ground up from the ground up uh, campaign. This is definitely the first time I'm saying it publicly, um, but I'm excited. The other thing is the Pure Four experience where I cultivate unique experiences. I'm looking to do an event next month, hopefully March 21st, but I'll confirm more about that um, later. But yeah, dream big. My parting words, dream big. And if you're not scared by doing it, it's not big enough. Mm. I receive that. I've been told that before in life. And I think, you know, I'd be like, you know, my dream, nah, it ain't big enough. So I, Jacqueline, I appreciate you so much. How, if you have said something and somebody's like, yo, I, let me, I want to go through these 20 tabs of stories. How can people find you and get in touch with you if they want to? Yeah, so I'm Jacquees Purifoy on Facebook. That's J as in Jack, A as in Apple, C as in Cat, Q as in Queen, U as in Umbrella, I as in Ice Cream, S as in Sam, E as in Edward, last name Purifoy, P as in Paul, U as in Umbrella, R as in Rainbow, I as in Ice Cream, F as in Frank, O as in Octopus, Y as in Yellow, Jacquees Purifoy, and then all of my socials, Twitter, Instagram, I'm det which is abbreviation for Detroit, BLK, abbreviation for Black Attorney, D-E-T-B-E-B-L-K Attorney on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. You still got your shirts? I have not. I've taken a pause for the cause. Okay. But wait a minute. (laughs) I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to you. No one knows I'm doing this. I'm having some masks made because I still feel like the pandemic is still out here. Mm -hmm. That says, I love the straights and the straights love me. Two different versions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, my line was black attorneys matter, black blank matter, black accounts yeah, matter. I, black. I have a black therapist matter. Black therapist matter. I'm going to expand it and have some fun with this whole straights um, phenomenon that goes on. And for those who don't follow me, I call straight women or women who identify in the world as straight but who like to engage sexually or intimately privately so women are basically on a down low the version the equivalent of the men down low the straights are that for uh for me um yes so to answer your question no i haven't been doing the shirts i've taken a pause from that but i'm thinking about re-jumping back into it and i'm gonna start with these masks about the straights I hear it. And every time you talk about the straights, I crack up. Um, and, 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 and I'm so glad you said it because when I thought I was like, I got to make sure I talk about the straights and then completely forgot, but it came back up. So, so listen, yeah. we're going to obviously have all of Jacquees's information in the show notes. Highly recommend that you do yourself a favor and follow because for those of us who intentionality might feel like a new thing it can be helpful to see people living their life intentionally and on purpose I know it's been transformational for me to live intentionally and on on, on, and on purpose and in purpose so I did I appreciate you taking the time out um I knew it was going to be a dope conversation (laughs) thank you just you know give the folks something to to think about so I appreciate you for being here yeah I'm glad to be here and thank you for Uh, giving me the time and the space to say yes I was saying no because I didn't feel like I could show up fully and I don't like to do that so I wanted to 
give you all of me. And today I feel like I was in a position to do that. I appreciate your your yes when you were ready. As always, I want to shout out Trey Angel, my nephew who does all of my music for the Labors of Love podcast, to my producer, Jay Sugg of Instant Classic Media. And y'all know, my listeners, I love y'all. Like I said, it's not a radio station. You don't just happen to stumble upon this, but we are almost at 58,000 downloads and streams because y'all tune in intentionally. So that's something you do intentionally grow from there. (laughs) Don't forget we're on all the social media outlets. Um, If you haven't already, go ahead and give us that five-star rating, write a review so people know what this is about. And don't forget to share the podcast with your loved ones and your friends. Until we connect again, you all be well.